What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Specs Attack family, how we doing today? Hit the like, hit the like. Let's get this party started. Brent, you already know, the DJ, DJ Brent. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I always love listening to Brent's advice. I don't know if you guys caught him on the at the close on Friday, but uh, definitely someone that knows the market. So what's going on, guys? How we doing? Want to say hello today. Want to take a little second here to to just, if you're new to the show, say hello. You know, this is one of the greatest time. I want to give some shout outs to some of the people that we always have in our chat uh, let's 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 do a little roll through here. Let's do all right. So how we doing? Shout out Andrew Kelly, Chris. What's going on? Sean Solar, Z Low, Brent, even Brent up in there. Eric, what's going on, guys? David, Renz, who else we got in the house? Say hello, Muhammad. What's going on? It's good to see you guys in the chat. I always love to see the loyal listeners that that stick with us every single day. So do me a favor, smash that like button, hit the subscribe bell. Let's get started with Spax Attack. You know, I, I got to get Chris in here. Uh, uh, I think he's he's working his way into here. So before we get into kind of some of the headlines, I know you guys have been seeing some Spax out there. So let me know what what's going on, guys. How are you guys feeling? You feeling excited today? What's up? What's up, Chris? What's up, Sean? Nate? Dipper, Alex, Dipper, you getting the dip today? What's going on? Trying to wake up, Kelly? No worries. We, we, we need a little coffee here. My man, Chris Catchy. What's happening, Mitch? How are we doing today on this fine Tuesday morning slash almost afternoon? Hey. It's snowing here in, in Colorado Springs, but I got the blue skies because I'm trying to get the blue skies to get this market back up here. So do we got clear blue skies? That's what I want to see. So um, what's going on today? Do we got some headlines or what, man? Yeah, you know, we got some headlines. We also did get one new deal announced today. It was one that was rumored before, um, but I got some great details to share on that new deal. So Let's kick it and send it to headlines. Let's do it. Let's do some headlines and then we'll get into our Elite Eight March Spec News. All right, guys. Yeah. So, as I said, this Tuesday morning, uh, some exciting headlines to get to. And then we also. Um, you know, want to get into that Elite Eight March Spackness tournament. And on the show today, we have a very special guest um, to help us get down to the final four that you guys in the chat are going to help us vote on. So super excited about this show today. Uh, so last night we had BFT merging with Paysafe. Uh, shares were up about 5 or 6% after hours. Um, they were featured on Mad Money. Um, we told you this on the show yesterday that Bill Foley was going to be on the show and to keep an eye on BFT and some of those other Foley SPACs. Um, Kramer was very, very bullish on Paysafe going forward. Uh, that merger has been approved. It will trade with the new ticker this week. So keep an eye out on this deal. Um, you know, we've we've talked a lot about Paysafe and, you know, some great things in that uh, interview with Kramer last night. And then we have STPK. Merging with STEM, they set their merger vote date for April 27th, so about a month from now. 
Um, but you know, as we enter April, the calendar is starting to fill up nicely with some of these merger votes. Um, you know, so some of these deals that may not have gotten done in the first quarter looks like you know that second quarter is going to start out um, with a bunch of hopeful merger approvals. So looking forward to that. Then earnings last night. We did have three companies reporting, um, so I just want to touch on them briefly, and then maybe when we pull up the charts, we can get to them. We had Danimer Scientific, that's DNMR, report earnings. Shares are down about 12% right now. We had Butterfly Network. Shares are down 11% today. And then our big one uh, you know, that we can get into later, we had Canoe, that's ticker G-O-E-V, um, they reported last night and shares are down 21% today. Um, so not a lot of positive from those, uh, you know, earnings. Again, some of these companies, you know, it's it's about the forward looking, right? And what they're going to do in the future, um, you know, but Go EV, uh, Canoe, just not getting a lot of love today after those earnings. And then uh, XL Fleet um, also reported then this morning. Um, shares are down, uh, or actually they report tonight. Um, so that one should be kept on watch as well. That is a former SPAC trading under $10. So keep an eye out on that one. Um, a couple SPACs to watch. We have COOLU still trading in units. Uh, the company behind that SPAC um, announced two new SPACs, which could mean um, you know, that a deal is coming soon. Uh, I do see common shares also, so COOL. So keep an eye out on that one as we kind of follow that pattern of these new SPACs being announced and then whether or not they announce deals for those first ones. Then we have ALTU. So ALTU is rumored to bring Arion public. Arion is a hypersonic uh, company. We talked about this yesterday, right? So they had a tweet out um, sharing the date of March 29th. So there was some speculation um, that they could be announcing that SPAC merger on that day. But what they announced yesterday instead was a Mach uh, 3 commercial airliner that can travel to any two points on the planet in three hours or less. So that's a pretty big announcement from them. Um, again, you know, we've seen Arc Funds and Kathy Wood talk about hypersonic. We've seen a lot of the big airline companies also make some investments in the, um, you know, hypersonic space. So keep an eye out. Um, we'll see if we get a, you know, definitive agreement from ALTU here. Then we have CCIV, um, which I do own shares of. So Lucid Motors, um, new plants revealed for that $25,000 car. This doesn't come as a big surprise, but a website, carbuzz.com, is sharing some details from Peter Rawlinson, you know, in that race for a cheap um, EV going forward that could definitely help them compete, um, you know, not only with Tesla, but with some of these, you know, other large auto companies really trying to hit uh, on that key price point, bringing the cost down for future electric vehicles. An ARC Funds yesterday, the, the big SPAC purchase continues to be DraftKings. So added more shares of DraftKings to two of the ETFs that already own shares. Um, and then we have SPCE, which I do own shares of, Virgin Galactic. They unveiled that uh, Spaceship 3 today, you know, which, which looks awesome. 
lots of room for those passengers, um, you know, those Under Armour spacesuits. But, you know, I, I have seen some some people, you know, rightfully so critical as well that, that the company still needs to get those test flights completed and, you know, really needs to uh, set the path going forward. And it's not just about, you know, what the spacecraft looks like here. Then our big movers from yesterday, uh, we had those two deals announced. So CMIIU still trading in units, up 8% on that deal with Soma Logic, of course, getting a uh, pipe backing from ARC funds as well. And then Ajax, AJAX, which I do own a position in, uh, up 4% on that deal with Kazoo, the largest uh, online seller of cars in the UK. And then turning to our deals. So this morning we got confirmation, ticker QELL, that's Quell Acquisition, announcing a rumor with Lilium, which is an electric vertical takeoff and landing company, uh, one of several in that space to go public via SPAC. So valuing the company uh, pro forma at $3.3 billion. Quell, of course, led by uh, Barry Engel, who's the former General Motors North America president. He will join Lilium going forward. A uh, pipe of $450 million includes investments by Bailey Gifford, BlackRock, Tencent Holdings, PIMCO, and Palantir Technologies, proceeds of $830 million. So again, Lilium seeking to be the leader in this EVTOL market, uh, saying they can save people hours with their jets. Uh, they have a proprietary uh, vectored thrust technology that they say sets them apart. And then their new seven-seater Lilium jet was also unveiled today. Um, they call it the best unit economics and market-leading capacity for passengers and cargo in the space. Speeds of 175 miles per hour, altitude of 10,000 feet, and a range of 155 miles. And then also 30 times fewer components than commercial aircraft, which they think can help it with manufacturing and scalability. And then going forward, so they see commercial operations in 2024. They have a 100,000 square foot prototype manufacturing facility in Munich. They're going to launch operations in Florida in 2024 with 14, uh, you know, ports. And then they also see offering business-to-business uh, -business operations in the future. And then if that seven-seater wasn't enough to get investors excited this morning, they also offer a 16-seater jet in the future that they think can really help grow in that market. They see a total market size of $1.5 to $3 trillion dollars. $200 million in commitments from their infrastructure partners, and then also talking to more partners about additional uh, places in Europe. So one Lilium seven-seater jet, 15,000 revenue per day, 5 million a year. It costs $2.5 million to make. They see the launch in Florida, uh, having 125 jets, $600 million in annual revenue. And then in Germany, 190 jets, 900 million in annual revenue. That's their first two markets, 90 jets in its first year, 2024. And they see hitting 1,000 jets globally by 2027. So revenue of 0.2 billion in 2024, 1.3 billion in 2025, and then all the way up to 5.9 billion in 2027. Shares of Quell are up today. Let me turn to our calendar. Um, so we have that vote NPA 
um, later this week on April 1st. And then we do have earnings tonight uh, from Romeo Power, RMO, and CLVR Clever Leaves. So an exciting calendar for the week. And then as I said, um, that April calendar filling up nicely with some of these merger votes. Um, so that's what I've got, Mitch, for headlines. And then, of course, that that deal for QELL, which has been rumored before. All right, all right, guys. So one thing I do want to take a look at is one stock that I had mentioned that it was probably going to hang out for a little while. It's starting to look good for me technically. And what stock is that, guys? None other than, of course, and Chris mentioned it a little bit a little while ago, but boom, CCIV starting to look good now. Um, you know, I, I, in the, I'll tell you the truth, man. This is this is one stock that I called, and it it got so hyped that it got me to the point where I didn't even like talking about it. This is one that I called at ten dollars, and I still didn't even like talking about it because there was just way too much hype put out there. Um, and, and you know how much I hate the pump and dump schemes, Chris, and people that talk like that on, on Twitter. So, but one thing I, I will mention is now we're starting to get kind of this bottoming action. You know, I, I pointed out this low before and, and I was trying to let it get to this low kind of right here in this 20 area. And we had that little wick day that it went to it, but it keeps trying to turn away from it. And then that's a good sign. Um, showing us some signs that there is some price volume here that's starting to level out. And, and, and I'm starting to get interested, you know, because you could kind of risk off of that level now and, and start trying to look at where you can start sizing in. This is an interesting chart because I think eventually you could see it up there at $60. You know, you start seeing these get sold, start seeing these start rolling, new factory uh, expansions, and, and then, then you could see that right back up there. So my question is, will it like hit this kind of gap, this shadow? Because that shadow is going to be hard to overcome. Um, but right now, it's starting to level up. It's starting to look interesting. Definitely starting to get on my radar there, CCIV. Yeah, you know, we've we've talked about that one a lot. I do own shares, you know, tech or on that chart, you know, looking good, as you pointed out for me again, you know, the story where we're still a little ways away from getting those cars in production, but I, I think they're going to be able to compete. They've got some strong financial backing and, you know, they, that first, uh, you know, luxury EV already reached full reservation, you know, strong demand. It's going to become a well-known brand. So I'm definitely excited. And then, you know, to see them talk about that $25,000 car, you know, sounds good if they can make it happen. You know, definitely lots of companies out there trying to get that price point under 30,000. Who's going to be first and, and, you know, who's going to be best or is there room for multiple players in that field? All right, guys. So let's go ahead and let's get into our March SPACness. Before we get into our March SPACness, I think let's go ahead and bring on the man himself. They call him the G, but for most people, what do they call him, Chris? What do they call him? Yeah, you know, guys, we, we talk SPACs all the time. We bring you CEOs of companies. We, we bring you the experts in the field. And I'm very excited to bring on someone who I've been following on Twitter for a long time in the SPAC space, the one and only SPAC guru, 
over 70,000 followers on Twitter. He's one of the go-to sources for SPAC content and knowledge. One of the nicest guys out there, too, um, as far as interacting with people. So my pleasure to bring on my friend, SPAC Guru. How are you doing today, Guru? Gentlemen, boy, those those news comments this morning, the detail. You know, this wasn't just headlines. This was <laughs> intense, deep due diligence. Hats off. You guys are both goats. Man, that was impressive. Way to go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And coming from the goat himself, that that means so much. We're we're so happy to get you on the show. Um, you know, and we, we've got an exciting show today because along with those headlines in that deal, um, you know, as I told you, we've been running March Spackness, our own take on the March Madness tournament. So we started with 64 uh, former SPACs that have completed deals. We, we put them up to a vote in our chat, which we love engaging with all our fans out there in the chat. And here we are today. We're down to our Elite Eight. So we have four matchups to dive into today. And, and what we'd like to do, Guru, is have you share you know, maybe some of your opinions and thoughts on these companies so our chat, you know, can get some more insight into these exciting matchups between these well-known SPACs. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I know you're definitely ready. My man always putting out information and giving some some good information there. So today we're going to have some fun, guys. We're going to get into our Elite Eight. And, and really, we're working our way to the Final Four, and then we'll be working our way towards the National SPAC Championship. All right, guys. So before we get into that, I, I did get mentioned here. Uh, Hertz Crambler is asking about APXT. Any hope here? Well, I can tell you I, I, I love TJ. Love TJ, you know. You got to love the man. If you didn't see their interview with him, you got to check it out. But one thing I definitely say is just just keep an eye on it. Just keep an eye on it. We got to get through this period right now that we've been going through. And I think if we can get through that period, you just might see some of these specs come back to life. Yeah, absolutely. APXT, um, you know, AvPoint, we had the CEO, TJ, on our show talking about how they're a Microsoft partner. You know, and bridging that gap between Microsoft and small to medium-sized businesses. So, you know, thank you for the love in the chat and that tip. Um, I, I like APXT going forward. Um, you know, it's in that software, that SaaS space, and I think just not getting a lot of love right now. Um, but we'll see what happens, you know, once that merger goes through. So, um, so without further ado, Mitch and uh, Guru, you ready to dive into these these matchups today? Let's and, uh, do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. First matchup we have, we are going to work our way in the east, in the west here. Um, as you guys know, you know, one of the good things about doing this kind of bracket was that we worked our way down to some pretty pretty interesting companies here um i think you guys are going to see that there's some close battles here but let's go ahead let's zoom in here and let's get into our first battle of the day all, all right, right so here go we ahead, got Mitch. You, romeo you got versus rsi chris yeah so guys uh press one in the chat for rmo romeo power press two in the chat for rsi rush street interactive Interesting matchup here. Very different sectors. We have a battery company and we have a sports betting company. 
Um, you know, I, I'm a fan of both of these companies. I do own shares of RMO. Uh, you know, we've talked about both of them a lot. So again, one for RMO, two for RSI. And I'm going to turn things over to the guru. You know, SPAT guru, what do you think of these two companies? And who, who gets your vote to move on for the, the best 2021 performance here? Well, before we get there, let's talk about some things that have already happened. Uh, Romeo Power, as we know, called the warrants. Um, since they called their warrants, stocks come down quite a bit. Um, don't remember exactly, but I think the stock had a, a 40 handle on it at one time. And really interesting. We have a lot of infrastructure plays. We have batteries. We have technology. We have government saying they're pointing in that direction. Very interesting. Now, it's competitor. RSI, Rush Street. Rush Street was the who the heck is that when the merger was announced. And people were saying, you know, baby draft kings. People, but when you really go and you look and you see who this crowd is and you see how big their footprint already is, it's pretty incredible. And as you guys know, and you've interviewed uh, Nicolo, that guy's a stud, you know, it's part of the DMY family of SPACs. And um, we got two monsters here. And being we're going to do this based on percentage gain for 2021. I like them both. Um, I think Romeo Power is the winner because of where it's been. I think that there are people looking to average down. Um, it's had a bigger fall from Grace. I love RSI. Just so you know, I own them both in my IRA. Um, probably close to equal weight, so I don't have a bias based on that. Um I won't look right now to see what my average cost is because that might sway my decision. <laughs> right. But um, right now, if I had to pick one to move forward to the next round, I'm going Romeo Power. Awesome. You heard it here from the guru. Uh, he owns both of these in the IRA. Again, you know, we're we're big fans of Niccolo Damasi on the show. We've had him on several times, you know, getting that Rush Street deal done. Mitch, I, I'm seeing a very, very split vote here in the chat. If I add it up, I think the ones for Romeo, though, actually take it. So I think RMO is the winner hold here. On, is hold that, on, hold is on. that accurate? Are we still hold counting? On. Let, let, let's see if I can change it up here. <laughs> I think we got a winner, 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 winner <laughs> here in, in RSI. So that, that's what I would say. Um, at the end of the day, guys, you can see, uh, I've mentioned before, a lot of people try to compare GNOG, but I, I think in the long run, you're going to see RSI is twice the company of GNOG. And, and that's yes. why I would go with RSI here, but let, let's see. Let's see. Uh, looks like I got another one as I started talking that. So guess what? Buzzer beater like SPAC broker <laughs> saying here. Rarmi, hey, Romeo Power, Lone, uh, Lionel, I'm going to have to reach out. He's going to have to know. He's going to have to come on for the final four. For sure. For We're going to have to get Lionel back on the show. So Romeo Power moving on to the final four, you guys. Great job in the chat. Very, very close vote out there. 
you know, and great comments from SPAC Guru on both of these companies. So that gets me excited when we have an Elite Eight with such a strong matchups of, you know, strong companies here where it makes it hard for, you know, Guru to pick a winner, makes it hard for me to pick a winner and hard for, you know, Mitch in the chat as well to pick winners. So great matchups here. Let's move on down to the East. Another exciting matchup. So we have Desktop Metal, that's ticker DM, against Open Door, ticker O-P-E-N. So guys, in the chat, press one for Desktop Metal, two for Open Door, two Giants. Again, we have 3D printing, and we have, you know, buying and selling homes online. Let's turn again to Spat Guru. What are your thoughts on these two great companies in this exciting Elite Eight matchup? Well, let's let's go back and do another recap. Desktop Metal just called their warrants. When these SPACs de-SPAC and they get to call the warrants, you know, it creates a little bit of drama. People are worried about dilution. People are worried about ARBs and all those things, rightfully so. So Desktop Metal, the original unicorn 3D printer that we've seen go SPAC, as you know, we've seen at least two more come since then. Um, a1, A-O-N-E, and we've also seen, um, uh, heck, what's the one, the, the 3D, the uh, Spitfire that just came out from uh, Barry Sternick. I own it. Um, SPFR, Josh Spitfire. SPFR, yes. So, so those are three different 3D printers, all very interesting. Now let's talk about Open Door. Open Door, as we know, Chamath's second deal, if I'm not mistaken, was IPOB. Uh, Chamath getting beat up a little bit right now in social media. Um, a little bit of drama. Some people weren't happy that he sold his um, Virgin Galactic stock. Some people uh, didn't like some of his tweets, and then he went dark. He's done. Now, the interesting is we have IPOB, which is Chamath spec, versus DM, this desktop metal, which Chamath did the pipe. So this is Chamath versus Chamath. <laughs> this is Warriors versus Warriors. So. I'm going to tell you, um, I posted it this weekend. If you look at my screen, I was with the chairman of Desktop Metal this weekend. Um, great guy, Leo Hendry. And he had nothing but great things to say about Tremont as well. So I'm going to also just get into one other thing. On the open door, we also have our SPAC squad buddy, Spencer, who's got Supernova which a lot of people say, hey, this is the guy who started Zillow. You know, this, this could be an interesting play as well. So we have Desktop Metal versus the other two newer 3D printers. And we have Open Door versus, you know, incumbent Zillow and, and the, new Spencer, the new Spencer Supernova deal. So they're both pretty interesting. I looked at both of their highs, pretty similar in price. As we know, SPACs would get beat up a little bit right now. But... I knew I know the Leo Hendry crew. I know these guys do acquisitions. I remember him from TDI. The guy, you know, he owned the Yes Network for a short time. He owned Vice. Anybody gets in their way, any competition, they have unlimited access to money. But so does Chamath. But I know that Leo buys up all the competitors that get in his way at times. And I don't understand the open door, um, unique. Value proposition compared to some others. I'm going desktop metal. 
Awesome. You guys heard it here. Guru, you know, talking again, the the Chamath connection, both of these companies. I have owned shares of both of these companies in the past. I did own Open when it was IPOB. Um, yeah, and SPAT Guru getting some love from the chat, guys. Let, let's hear it for SPAT Guru. Again, if you don't follow him on Twitter, at SPAC Guru. He's one of the nicest guys out there, one of the most knowledgeable in the SPAC space. So, you know, we love having him on here. What great insight he just brought. And, and that's a key point, talking about the competition, right? Mitch, you and I have talked, you know, about that that open door versus offer pad. And then, you know, desktop metal guru. I love the comments about doing acquisitions. Uh, you know, even after getting that deal done, it looks like they've already worked on several acquisitions. So, you know, to me, I, I gotta follow that and say, you know, desktop metal would my be my winner as well. Mitch, what do you think before we uh, tally up these votes here? Well, you know, one thing I, I, I've, I've mentioned before is I still have my eye on if Biden does that first time buyer uh, credit, because that will, I think that will shake this out of the water. Uh, I think you'll see open win immediately because of that. I mean, at the end of the day, I know that the supply of houses out there right now is very slim. And another thing is to build new houses right now, it's too expensive inflation, guys. Look at the price of lumber. Look at the price of everything that you're going to need to build a house. Then if you really look at it, then you'll see, hey, open actually has some some move here because with inflation, I think we get a housing boom. I think you're going to see housing prices increase 30% from their value. And if that's happening, all I got to say is homes for sale, baby. <laughs> homes for sale because I might become a realtor if, if, if that's what's going to happen, man. I don't know about you, but they make pretty good money when they're selling <laughs> houses. So. Hey, hey, how much do you how much do you like debates? Obviously, in a friendly, respectful way. Go for it. I, I always love debates. Well, let me tell you what I know. I know that about fifty percent of the landlords are what they call mom and pop landlords. They're they're not Blackstone. They're not BlackRock. They're they're not the big the big REITs. They're they're people who own these houses for second income, and a lot of them use them for for their own income. And right now. With the the rental freeze, a lot of these mom and pops are hurting, and the tenants are not filling out the paperwork to help them out. So these mom and pops are selling, and they're selling to who? They're selling to first time home buyers. They're taking a lot of the supply out of the market. The rental market is very underserved and will continue to go in that direction. Right now, it's impossible to buy building materials. It's impossible. It doesn't matter how much money you have when they don't have the, the, the physical things to build a house. It's almost like the chip shortage right now in, in auto manufacturing. You can love the car EOMs, uh, OEMs, sorry, but if they're not getting their hands on the chips, they're not building the cars. And the other thing I want to tell you why desktop metal, in my opinion, will be the winner. I hate drama. Get those frigging warrants exercised. Get them out of the way. Let the ARBs have their final punch to the SPAC face. People who are anti-SPAC, people who see it as easy-hanging fruit, they beat the crap out of them because they can. Desktop Metal has now executed its final SPAC hangover and is now free to fly, and Open Door has not called the warrants yet. 
We're unknown what's going on with manufacturing products and the individual homeowner is right now diminishing daily. Yeah, excellent points there, Guru. You know, again, that's why we have you on the show talking about, you know, the warrant um, being a catalyst here as well. So, you know, excellent point. I love that. Mitch, I, I tallied up the votes. I got to say, again, super close race. But it, by my count, desktop metal getting the win and moving on to the final four. Is that accurate here? I'll take it. I'll take it. Desktop metal for the win here. Moving on, moving on. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's get into the dirty south here. And this is when the battles start getting tight. Chris and I have talked about it. The right side of this bracket somehow turned out to be the, the, the death side. You didn't really want to be on the right side because the competition was fierce. And, and, and let me tell you guys, uh, there were some really close battles here, whether it was MP or FSR or ChargePoint and, and DraftKings. So let's get into the battle right now. Um, next up, we got DKNG here versus MP. Who's going to win this one? It's a close one. What's going on, Chris? You know, two giants here, in my opinion. Of course, this is March Spackness. We've talked about sports betting companies. You saw RSI on the left side of the bracket make it to the Elite Eight. DraftKings, you know, a, a dominant player in the online sports betting market. They've also been one of the dominant SPACs, right? Post-merger, trading strong the whole way. Um, you know, but going up against MP Materials, one of our favorites on the show, we of course had CEO uh, James Latinsky back in November when that was a $13 stock. Um, but they have a lot going for them, right? With rare earth mining and the, the support of the Biden um, administration right now to really wean off from China and, and get rare earth mining done here in the U.S. And, you know, when we had James on the show, he talked about being able to support, you know, electric vehicle companies, wind power companies, and, and other industries going forward. So this is a huge matchup. I don't even know if I can I can make a pick here. Uh, again, I'm going to turn. So again, guys, in the chat, press one for DraftKings, DKNG, Two for MP, MP Materials. Let's turn it over to Spat Guru. What do you got for this exciting matchup for us? Boy, talk about opposites. We, we've got defense versus offense here. <laughs> so let, let, let's break it down. We have DraftKings from Spat Stud, Harry Sloan. For those of you who don't know DraftKings and skills, Harry Sloan has a new unit available, the Soaring Eagle. The unit is almost at NAV. Holy crap. It's over a billion dollars. If you don't know where to go, you have some money you need to tuck away. I'm not telling you what to buy or sell. My largest position right now in the trading account is Soaring Eagle and DraftKings, getting the DraftKings. So now we have DraftKings. Now we also have other small little not little, but we have other things that are distracting us from DraftKings. We have RSI. We have, you know, even if you, whether you want to say Horai, H-Z-O-N, with, with Sport Radar. We have Golden Nugget, G-N-O-G. We have a lot of distractions. And this DraftKings, it's trading pretty darn high. So let's take a break from DraftKings. Let's talk about MP. 
Got to throw in the Chamath connection again. Chamath does the pipe on this. This is a rare earths company. Now I'm going to show you how old I am. I own this same exact rare earths mining concession block, hole in the ground, whatever you want to call it, back in the day when it was a SPAC that Goldman Sachs did called Molly Corp. Molly Corp was a SPAC, as you know, $10 start. Don't remember exactly where it went. Want to say 70-something. And the CEO was on an interview, and he said his stock was overpriced. It was a bubble. The end. Put a fork in it. Molly Corp stock plummets. And here we are now. If you live long enough, you get to see everything. Molly Corp is back. Got, it's got some new wheels on it. And rare earths are as important, even more important today as they were when this was Molly Corp. With all that being said, I think DraftKings is a very high price being we're going by percentage gain of money invested today. MP is down considerably from its all-time high. There is really no other competitor that you could put apples to apples against MP. So it's rarity and it's scarcity. Scarcity makes it very interesting. To me, it's a no-brainer for return on investment. I'm going, I'm going MP material all day, every day. DraftKings had a great run. Love the company, but money goes where it's treated best. And if I had to go today, I'm going MP materials. I own MP materials. I do not own DraftKings. Excellent points there, Guru. Yeah, you know, DraftKings, that, that's the thing that stands out for me. Dominant position, but the shares are up quite a bit right now. Um, MP Materials has pulled back. And as you said, you know, very little competition, um, at least here in the U.S., I do also like, you know, as I said, the Biden administration being very supportive of them getting, you know, operations done here. So to to me, I would also have to say MP Materials and shout out on that Soaring Eagle, guys. If you don't know, we, we told you about it when it was first announced on the show. The same team that has DraftKings and Skills, which you're going to see in another minute, bringing Soaring Eagle. A ticker is SRNG. You trading as units at around $10 right now. Guru said he's a big fan of it and a large position. And I also have a very large position in Soaring Eagle right now because um, I think they get a great deal done in the future. But that's the future. In the now, DraftKings MP Mitch, what, what, what do you think here and, uh, you know, before we get to this vote? Yeah, you know, one thing I'd have to say is uh, in MP, I think uh, one of the problems with MP is that they got a lot of pressure that they're going to see. Um, it, it, I think they have to worry about what's going on with the whole China situation um, because I think that's going to be a, a big change. It could help or hurt them either the way, really, um, I, I think. But, you know, I, I think, you know, MP is just going to be jumping for DraftKings, baby. Jumping and jumping. Trying to get it. Trying to get it. Oh, oh, you can't get it. You can't get it. Oh, nope. You're not going to get it, baby. Uh, my vote is DraftKings. My vote is DraftKings, guys, because at the end of the day, I think, you know, with the Final Four, with sports coming, I, I think state by state, I keep saying it, revenue just coming on in. Mitch, yes. I love you. 
I'm coming at you again. <laughs> There's been talk. There's been talks that FanDuel, owned by a public company right now in Europe, uh, is not seeing the value in it that they think they should. We do have a lot of specs now that are looking for cutouts, carve-outs of public companies. What happens when FanDuel shows up? And my last knockout punch will be there is no EV industry without rare earths. The end. Wow. Yeah. You know, great point on FanDuel. Mitch, you and I have talked about an, another company in sports betting that, that I think. So again, DraftKings has an advantage here. Is there a pure play sports betting company? To, to me, one of the leaders in the space is BetMGM, right, Mitch, where MGM Resorts owns them. If MGM could spin off BetMGM, that joint venture they have, I think that valuation would be impressive. And, you know, as Guru said here, maybe having some peer play competitors like a FanDuel or a BetMGM or, you know, again, Barstool Sports, right? But it's stuck in Penn National, which is also land-based casinos. So I think that, again, that's a big advantage for DraftKings now. But, you know, what happens in the future if they can get some uh, some publicly traded competition uh, peer play uh, sports betting companies? I think the pie just gets bigger, but let's see what the chat thinks. The the chat, I think, I, I saw a lot of early votes, and it looked like a lot of ones for DraftKings, Mitch. If if I uh, if if I tallied up right, I think the chat picked DraftKings to move on. Maybe they liked your uh, picture, your GIF you put up there of you know reaching. Um, but yeah, DraftKings heavyweight moves on um, with our chat's vote. So. Uh, but that was a huge game. What, what do you think DraftKings goes to here, Mitch? To the moon, baby! <laughs> to the moon! Insert pocket emoji now! <laughs> this is why I can do this on the March Spackness. If you guys see me on Twitter, you probably won't see any of this. But <laughs> yeah. I, let I, me have some fun. You won't see rocket emojis for, from me on, on Twitter. But yeah, we're we're having fun on the show you know, great points. Loving the debates here. Uh, you know, Spat Guru, the the chat is loving you as well. We we've got one more matchup here in the Elite Eight. We've got Butterfly. That's B F L Y Portable Ultrasound Company, backed by Bill Gates. Um, versus Skills S K L Z, as Guru said, the the same team Sagansky and Sloan that also took DraftKings public. Skills working on you know mobile person to person betting. It's also in you know the the Nerd ETF, the Bets ETF. Of course, when we had Roundhill on the show, Will Hershey giving us you know some insight in that company. So, Guru, break it down. What do you got? Butterfly versus Skills. Guys, press one for Butterfly, two for skills Let, let's hear from guru on uh you know the history of these two companies and what's ahead well butterfly as you said we have a bill gates backed technology uh some of you remember bill gates other back technology quantumscape qs uh, a little bit out of favor now but you know they had some warrant drama they had a lot of people calling out their solid state technology and, um, you know, it's not a good time for some of these specs. It was once a high flyer. Maybe it flew too close to the sun. Um, we'll see. But with, with that being said, we have Butterfly. Great technology. Um, 
if you know anything about uh, the, the butterfly technology and you know that Kathy Woods has been buying it and adding it, but Ark has also been buying and adding skills at some point. Um, I don't know if the skills is still something that's owned there, but I, I know uh, recently I saw more butterfly, but that does not mean that we like it or don't like it. We had butterfly. Um, the butterfly high uh, was nowhere near the skills high. Skills almost hit 40. I want to say it was like, uh, I'm sorry, it was in the 40s, like maybe low to mid 40s. I remember it hit. Uh, butterfly was higher as well. I think skills is interesting. I didn't understand it at first. I'm too old, I think. I don't play a lot of these um, games that are on uh, mobile devices. I do think Butterfly is a breakthrough disruptive technology that could be used in the medical field across the world and in places that don't have the same facilities, such as, you know, first world country um, hospitals. It's a tough call. Um, but for the long term, I think I think percentage wise, this is like a coin toss to me. Um, if I, if I had to put my money into one of them at this price, and I couldn't buy half of each, I just think that the I think that the net the butterfly network has less competition. I think it's a disruptive technology. I like skills a lot. Um, I see a lot of competitors. I think it's an early. It's early in the industry. I think we're going to see more competition, but it's a great team. You, you can't discount Harry Sloan and company. But, you know, uh, Butterfly's pretty insane if you actually go and look what the company does and if you think about how it can be used. So in this coin toss, I'm going Butterfly. All right, guys, you heard it from Guru. You know, great matchup here. Two two different companies. Uh, you know, I, I would also say I, I got to toss my hat to, to Butterfly. Bill Gates, I, I like to think that he knows what he's doing. Also, you have Kathy Wood, ARC Funds, investing heavily in Butterfly from a very early stage in this deal. Um, you know, and then Jonathan Rothberg that founded the company. He, he's got a couple other companies um, that are also going public via SPAC. He, he's a very bright guy when it comes to, you know, creating these companies. So I would have to, you know, lean towards Butterfly and, you know, for the for the win in 2021. What, what do you think, Mitch, before we uh, tally up this final vote here for today? Well, 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 well. So this is, this is a battle right here, but one of the things is, to think about and and really it's it's just how fast is the technology really going to get picked up in vfly um you know one of the things that i can think about is expenses that hospitals have gone through and, and certain things like that and i think you know i don't think there's going to be many new products added that quickly um after the pandemic but this could be something that they could actually use uh, and, and so it, it's either or, you know, um, I think this one's going to be a close battle really at the end of the day. Um, uh, but the question is at the end of the year. And so I, I'm going to say that I'd pick VFly for long-term, but I'm going to say, if you know what I mean, and you got some skills, then I say skills, baby, you got to <laughs> have the skills, baby. Got to have the skills. 
Yeah, you know, th- this one was a close matchup uh, for me, too. And as Guru said, you know, based on the price and the performance, it, it could be a very close 2021 race. I, I added up the votes, and-, and I see Butterfly as the winner here getting more ones. But this was possibly the, the closest matchup in terms of the vote. Very close to that Romeo RSI vote we had. Maybe even closer, but Butterfly... Moving on to the final four, what what do we got, Mitch? What what's our final four look like now through this vote today? You, you saw I wanted to put skills there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, All Mitch, right, guys. Mitch, All we right. can use DraftKings. We can just take each other's action and not not worry about the vig. We're on the other side of each trade, man. Oh man, you already <laughs> know that life. <laughs> Let's just say I make more money from sports than stocks this year. <laughs> that that might be something that not a lot of people would admit, but uh, no, it's just how it goes, you know. Make I like promo money. money. Make the money where you know how to make it, buddy. That's hey, right. That's, that's what right. it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right, guys. So moving on, we will have in the final four, we will have Romeo Powers versus. Desktop medals. Woo! Can't wait for that battle. And then we got DKNG versus the B Fly. Fly, fly, fly. You know, B Fly was actually a fifth seed from the beginning in our Midwest uh, kind of bracket. So it's an interesting one to make it towards the end. But I'm going to be excited, you know, as we get closer and closer towards the actual national champion here it's going to be fun we might have to bring on that company we we yeah. just might have to yeah you know that that is a exciting looking final four uh, i'm excited for those matchups again guys we're not voting on the final four today that vote is to be determined we 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 got down from our elite 8 to the final four but hey while while we've got guru on the show today Let's get some thoughts on the overall SPAC market. Guys, you know, we're, we're going through some changes here. We've seen SPACs, you know, take a lot of negative comments from CNBC and the like. That They're trading down. So, you know, it's important to hear from some of the people that have been looking at SPACs, you know, for a long time to get those overall thoughts. So, you know, Guru, what do you see? Um, for the overall SPAC market, the rest of 2021, and you know, maybe talk about do we also have a oversupply issue going on that may need to be corrected? Well, I've been very clear about my feelings towards CNBC and some of their anchors. Uh, CNBC represents the big banks, the funds, the institutions, the 1% who hate SPACs because SPACs have been taking a lot of money and, and putting it into these, these new vehicles. You can't blame the institutions and funds because it's a free call. When you can buy a unit at net asset value, your downside is redeeming your common for your money back and free goodies, which are warrants. Sometimes when there is more interest to be had or there's an extension, the sponsor team will put more money into escrow. Therefore, they're guaranteed to make a profit with no downside. They also get as much as six times leverage to buy a despacked, unmerged spec. So if they have $10, they can now put $60 to work that they have no downside. So 
With that being said, the CNBC guys, they cock out of these things. And please don't listen to Jim Cramer. He'll tell you in the morning that SPACs are crap. Him and David Faber, they say it with such disdain, like they want to spit after they say it. It's like dirty SPAC. And quite frankly, it's not fair. But when Jim, I don't care about fair, but at night, if one of these SPACs agrees to go on mad money, Jim Cramer will kiss their ass in Macy's window. So he'll talk crap in the morning and he'll kiss their ass at night. And when he came out and said, oh, look, I was pushing uh, this this company or the Oh, CNBC, really? Jim Cramer is admitting that he's pushing SPACs? And Jim Cramer is the only person that ever blocked me on Twitter. And the thing that got me blocked was I used to subscribe to his charitable trust alerts. I set up a separate account to buy and sell five minutes before Jim Cramer bought and sold. And this is what I learned. He sucks. The reason he's on TV and not running a fund is because he's a shitty investor. I almost killed myself in in losses buying and selling his stupidity. And then all he would do is go and talk his book at night on the stocks that he was down on. He would add to losers and sell winners. The guy might be entertaining, but if he was really good, he'd be running billions of dollars in hedge fund money and not making $5 million a year on CNBC. So know what you're looking at. It's entertainment. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we, we've we talked about Kramer on here. You, you know, he does have some influence. He can move some of these specs when they do those interviews. But if you're a CEO watching this show, remember, you can always come on SPACs Attack and talk to the people here rather than going on CNBC. You know, we've been fortunate that we've gotten some of the CEOs on here before they went on Kramer, um, like James Latinsky, uh, like Patty Cook from Finance of America and many others. Great points, Guru. You know, I, I got to ask, we, we've got you here uh, and might as well pick your brain. So, uh, you know, you just well, saw hold, hold it. Hold on, hold on a second. I, I think we have Kramer's response here. Kramer's response. Oh, no, he's just a flip-flop. He's just flip-flop, a flip-flop. That's right. He's just a flip-flop. Don't worry about it, man. I hate all SPACs. Oh, just kidding. I love the SPACs that come on my show and talk to me. Uh, you know, Guru, while, while we've got you on here, you know, we just saw in the Elite Eight, you know, many well-known SPAC names. You know, what are some, you know, undervalued, unknown SPACs that maybe, you know, could be good investments for the, the rest of 2021 or for the, the, the long term, you know, looking forward that people may not be as familiar with here? So I'm going to start with my my dark horse. My dark horse that nobody ever talks about is Bullhorn, B-H-S-E. The reason that I like Bullhorn is, first of all, Rob Stryer is a stud. Um, Had a little bit of a go as a professional hockey player, so therefore you know he's tough. He's been involved with strategic planning for companies like uh, Disney and, and multiple um, um, pro professional sports companies. He's one of the few people that I've ever seen downsize his spec. So I said, listen, all these specs are getting bigger and bigger. Why did you have the money 
and decline and go smaller. And his, his response was incredibly interesting to me. He said, it's a competitive advantage. A lot of these targets are coming in and they see how much the sponsor is getting. You know, you're getting 20% of like a, like a Michael Klein Churchill deal. You know, 20% of $2 billion is a significant, significant holding. Now, granted, after the merger happens and the company comes in and the pipe is done, that gets significantly diluted to a much smaller percentage. But we're starting pretty high. Rob's statement was, hey, you know, with our small spec, our, 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 our um, promote, our sponsorship is very low. And being a lot of these targets now are negotiating for better deals and better terms from these sponsors because so many different SPACs are chasing them. This actually gives them a chance to say, hey, I don't need as much money now. And I would like to see more of these companies do like um, what some of these do some of these secondaries. I'd rather see a company de-spec without a pipe on a deal that's a good deal, have stock appreciation like we've seen with skills or MP or what have you, and then do a secondary at a much higher price. It's less dilutive to the company. It's less dilutive to you, dilutive to you and I the SPAC or DSPAC shareholder for them to raise money at a, at a much better valuation. So, you know, with those being said, I, I, I own a little bit of, of um, the bullhorn. Um, it's a curiosity to me. Um, so that's one of them. Another one that I really don't understand is OCA. You can go buy OCA right now and have no downside. There are units, there are warrants, and anybody who does not know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, um, I know Gary V for 20 years. He started Wine Library. He has VaynerMedia. The guy is a stud. He grinds. He's actually exhausting to be around. The guy is 100% always on. And he will die before he quits. So here you have a chance. Go look. Go look it up. Don't listen to me. Go look up OCA. Go find the link. Go see the team. Look who they put together. And then go look at the price and say, I can own this cheaper than the funds. I have no downside. I have upside. And I've got some studs. So I like to bet the jock, jockey, not the horse. It's why I told you that I like Soaring Eagle. It's why I told you I'm in OCA. And I'm betting on Rob Stryer on, on some bullhorn. So uh, awesome. Excellent picks there. We, we had Rob from Bullhorn on the show. We also had Matt from OCA on the show, you know, guest uh, judge on Shark Tank. He's been involved in lots of industry. And then, of course, Gary V. Uh, Guru, before we let you go, just real quick, you know, those are all ones that haven't announced deals. How about just one under the radar one that's already completed that their merger that maybe people are sleeping on here? Uh, give me a second. I'm scrolling through. If anybody's seen the picture I posted, I have nine screens of charts. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love your setup. Wait, I've seen it. I know that. What? Nine <laughs> screens? You're getting oh, me Mitch, jealous here, I got to send you the picture. It's insane. You're getting me jealous here. I got a nice four <laughs> screen setup, but you, you're making me feel bad now. It, it, we actually named the computer. I want to send a shout out to the Theta Warrior. 
who does incredible, incredible uh, analytics on charts. He was kind enough to build me my computer that runs these screens. Oh. We named it the Spock, like like Spock from Star Trek. It stands for Special Purpose. Uh, what the hell do we call it? Oh, Spock. Oh, it's my Spack Purpose uh, something center, uh, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, but now that it runs eight computers itself, it's Spocktopus. But anyhow, based on all of that, what's under the radar? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, uh, there's so many I like. Uh, I'm going to throw... Uh, if anything, I'll, I can mention one that I... Maybe, and then you can tell me what you think. Go. I, I heard you mention it earlier. Everyone knows I like this one. SPNV, Supernova, Super OfferPad. What's up with that? Well, the Supernova, and I don't know how many of you guys follow Spencer... But uh, he's a cool guy, Spencer Raskoff. He'll comment on our SPAC conversations. Um, you know, mm -hmm. the guy started Zillow. He's a stud. Love it. Um, but I don't know if that one's off the radar. You know, I, I was buying more uh, Proterra today, and I was buying more Arrival. What company is cooler than Arrival? Their stuff is the best. It's awesome. They have a product. Who are they selling to? Uh, UPS, the British Post Office. This isn't 2026 revenue. This is a product. And another one I was buying today is Proterra. They make EV buses. I don't, I don't post them all, but every day I get news alerts. Harvard, Stanford, Duke, all these universities are replacing their existing internal combustion buses with Proterra. Yep. And with the current administration, they're very much interested in EV, green, net carbon neutral, Proterra. It got, it got its ass kicked this morning. So if you nibble and don't go YOLO, FOMO, or I'm going to yell at you, <laughs> buy these things small. As they come down, nibble a little more. When you buy things that go up too fast, sell them. Sell some of them. Sell all of them. You usually get a chance to buy them back. As my market maker buddy tells me, they always come home. Don't hold bags. If you say you hold bags, good. You deserve those bags. If you have a little bag, you can add a little more to it, and you'll get an average cost somewhere. So please, everybody, be safe. It's your money. Nobody gives you money more than you. Do yourself a favor. Buy, slow, sell, trim whenever you can. Awesome, guys. That's going to wrap it. We already went a couple minutes over. I know we got another show ready to start. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, Guru, uh, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm a fan of yours. I, I also consider you a friend. I, I love interacting with you on Twitter. Guys, if you don't follow him, that's at SPAC Guru. Um, great person with knowledge of the SPAC market. So we, we'd love to have you back on, you know, great debates here, but we're out of time. Thank you, Guru, for coming on the show today. Much appreciated. Thank you, Mitch. Love you. Love hey. you, Mitch. 
Hey, no much love, correct. much love. Hey, you guys can check him out. Go to the description down below right now. Hit that Twitter. Hit that follow button. And while you're at it, definitely hit the share button. Let everyone know where you can see all this SPAC information and the SPACness. And we'll see you guys next time on the SPACs Attack. Bye, Baby. everyone.